Hello and welcome to another crossover episode uh, with Media vs. Reality and the Rambling Viking Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Today we're going to be covering the topic of online dating, which is, uh, I think, really taking taking the dating world by storm. But um, yeah, we'll just jump right into it. Absolutely. Online dating. Hello, guys. Good to see you again. Uh, yeah, uh, we could just start by, you know, have you been on online dating before? Have you actually got any personal experience on it? <laughs> well, one reason why when we were talking about topics that interest us, I brought this up is because of, I'm not going to call it extensive, but a good amount of uh, a personal experience, but then also experience that um, me, you know, not just me, but my friends as well having it. Uh, just to provide a little bit of background here. I am currently now married uh, inter- in my second year of marriage, so I'm removed nice. by a few years from that. But really, yeah. up in uh, it's only I'm only maybe two and a half years removed from that because we dated. My wife and I dated for about a year before we got married, so two and a half years into this relationship. But really, up until we shortly before our relationship started. Yeah, I was all about the uh, online dating. Tinder was my uh, was my dating app of choice, if you want to call it that. But I mm-hmm. dabbled in plenty of fish. I dabbled in Hot or Not. I dabbled in Bumble. I mean, I kind of I kind of worked for the circuit a little bit. I've I've never heard of Hot or Not. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know this was a thing. That one, that one, that one's kind of like the the granddaddy of dating apps. It was kind of like well, when I say dating apps, it's more like a hookup app. But it was it was kind of a precursor to all of these now. I think much better uh, apps. But it was, it, I mean, you want to talk about just embracing the shallowness of what it was? Was you know, pictures would come up and you would either click a a heart button or an X button to think mm-hmm. you thought they were hot or they weren't. And I think it originally was like a website that you would like get on, you know, I mean, that's how old it was, but I didn't, I didn't do much. I didn't spend much time on that because it was clearly a, a dying app when I yeah. got on it, you know, eight, seven, <laughs> eight years ago. And so Veteran. Uh, <laughs> if you want to call it that, if you want to call it that, I don't know if this is interesting or not, but, the, the funny story of kind of how I got into the realm of online dating, because I think there's levels. I never I never went the eHarmony or the Match.com, like the very serious in-depth mm-hmm. ones. No experience there. Mine are more the the shallower, if you want to call them millennial ones, that, you know, just an yeah. iPhone app or whatever. But we were on a road trip. I was actually in college. And if this doesn't sound like a bro road trip, then I don't know what what is. What uh-huh. <laughs> We're, we're all crammed in this car. We're, we're going, you know, it's like a 20 hours one way, but we're, we're stopping all along the way. I mean, and it's, we're driving all over the place. And one of my buddies who was in a fraternity at his university was like, hey, man, have you, have you heard, you guys want to know how to get bitches? <laughs> and we were like, of course, yeah. being, you know, 20 years old, whatever we were. We're like, yeah, of course. And he was like, well, there's this app. That my that my one of my brothers showed me, and uh, you know, and it's location based. So like, as we go to each of these places, we can find girls in the area. <laughs> and he showed us it was Tinder, and he showed us Tinder, and so we all got on it, and that became like a huge staple 
of the trip. It was it was pretty entertaining, um, but an interesting start nonetheless. And I feel like that's probably not that uncommon of a start. That's a good bro trip, the Tinder Tinder bro <laughs> trip. Uh, yeah. Were you uh, very successful on that bro trip, you guys? Um, or not? <laughs> a couple hits, a couple hits. Okay, because, because there it it kind of depends on your expectation. Is what I learned after being on it. After looking back on my entire tenure, I would say we weren't super successful. If you're if you're talking about meeting up with girls and um, and then you know maybe going and going on a date yeah doing actually following through like getting a, getting a hug yes yeah of course you know all the that's because that's all you do with those all the dirty stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no i don't i mean it was more of like a fun lighthearted thing and there yeah there was a few a few messages and dms that came out of it but nothing more than that because we weren't we weren't really in a place for more than a day and so there really wasn't that much of a yeah chance. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I don't see how you could really be that successful. So, so yeah, I mean, it's a crazy development, right? Um, to, like to make it clear, because it's mainstream now, online dating, it was around for like 10 years before people really accepted it. It, it used to be for the weirdos, you know, like you said, like match.com has been around since, I don't know, 2005 or whatever. But it used to be yeah. for the, the losers, you know, the people who couldn't find anybody in real life. Now it's pretty much accepted and mainstream. Now, what is what that means, which is crazy, what it means is that we are now using satellites to, we're using technology, we're using satellites to, to satellites in the air and algorithms on the dating apps are now influencing the future of the human race right so yeah so the technology is literally completely changed completely turning the the uh the sexual marketplace on its head which is is crazy and i think loads of people meet online now is probably at least 50 percent. that would be my guess of how many people actually meet online now um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now what you've got it's like whenever a technology comes along like this, like in the past, the uh, one of the biggest technology was the printing press, right? And this mm -hmm. spread. Uh, this meant that people could read the Bible throughout the world, and they could read all these books, and it changed everything. Everything completely changed when that invention was made, right? The same. Is going to be true with online dating. Like things are changing. Uh, now the question is, how how has it really affected things? Uh, well, you don't, it doesn't matter to you because you've got a wife now, so um, <laughs> it's not it doesn't really make any difference. So I I literally don't even know where to start <laughs> with like the way it's changing things. Maybe like what do you think? How is online dating going to change? like us our, our society what do you think can you think of anything that's going to happen um i think it makes it more transactional so to to take a, a slight step back is one thing that i observed because i spent i mean spent i don't know four years roughly um in in the online dating realm i mean how much of that was serious and wasn't but i was there and i was around it and i had friends i actually have a friend who uh that's how him and his now wife met was mm -hmm. Tinder. And so I always, I always make the joke. Yeah, I went to, a, I've been to a Tinder wedding, but <laughs> I think 
something as our world moved into the screen versus the face, meaning you interact through a screen then to the person versus directly to the person, you know, the dating world was, it was inevitable for the dating world, but something that I noticed that it, that it brought out in, in a bad way was, you know, we always talk about the keyboard warriors and people who people get brave behind a screen, behind a medium because, well, I'm here safe in my home and you're across the country, across the world. And so I can type anything and, you know, it's not like I'm saying it in front to your face and I have to deal with your reaction right there in person. And mm -hmm. there's the potential of you, you could punch me if you don't like it. You know, there, nothing can happen to me. It's kind of, and so it innately brings out the bad in people. And we talked about this on our last episode, but I think how that has transitioned into dating then is you, you have less of the adventure of, you know, the in-person flirting and, and learning that socialization, mm -hmm. kind of how the dating game works. And what happens is it gets reduced to, I'm I open up my phone and I have a say I have a you know however many I have a, a certain radius that it's searching for other people, and they come up, and I I now am judging them instead of maybe being in a public place or or meeting friends of friends and 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 kind of doing it in a in a relationship type experience way it's now your picture. And you give me two sentences on your profile, and basically, I'm making snap judgments about these people, which maybe isn't so different from from being in person. But I think the dynamic, I think the dynamic is such that you're not as harsh in person, maybe, as you are behind the screen. Because mm -hmm. behind the screen, you can you can be as harsh as you want and be as shallow as you want. And so, what I saw basically was that. <laughs> in not necessarily a negative way, but just kind of a, an observant way. So just seeing like, oh, this is just what happens is I, you all of a sudden become extremely shallow in a lot of ways, meaning it's, it's instantaneous judgments and it's, and it's one small thing for could, could throw you off and you, you, you then instead of you swipe left and you're like, Nope, I don't want that person. And whereas maybe if you had met them in person and you had had, you had gone up and made a joke or something like that, or you bumped into each other and there was a casual conversation. You may not even notice the detail that threw you off in the first place, but all you have to work with is this very limited profile. And so by, by making it very simplistic, then I think that builds our reactions to be more simplistic, which um, that on top of the fact that now you're no longer initiating these, the, these interactions in person and actually having to be, kind of you know maybe charismatic or charming and like it's 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 very much real i think it hinders and then it makes the inner the in-person interaction that can follow an online match it can make it harder but it can also make it more more transactional i think i think once you go down that path of oh yeah just a i think she's you know she's attractive and she had a witty one-liner boom i like her it now I think going into a date, an in-person date, that can have a, some sort of subconscious effect on how I view this entire um, match. Like I don't necessarily want to yeah. call it relationship, but potential relationship. It's no longer. I, I'm already going into it viewing viewing her as more of a or the other person as less of another person, and this uh, being a potential relationship, person to person, in a lot of ways, and more of a as a transaction, I think they're attractive and I want to, you know, mm. 
I want to, and, and so I don't know. I, because what I see is like, when you hear the stories about Tinder for girls, it's, I'm, you know, it's just a bunch of dick pics, just a g- bunch of guys making dirty comments. And for guys, it's, I'm trying to find a hot girl. And, and a lot of times it's, you know, I'm trying to hook up and you try and be witty. And so then you can get their number and then you guys can go out for a drink and then hopefully you can get lucky. And, and it, it just, and I, and my first thought is like, is, I mean, I think that's a culture in general in a lot of ways, but I see it being almost all that, that dating becomes about through this medium. I don't know if any of that made sense, but. So every, everything you said, I completely agree with when you're saying, mm-hmm. saying that it's transactional and whatnot, and that you're, you've got the right idea already, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what most people really don't do, is that we're thinking about the medium of communication. The thing that we are using to communicate and get this data is the online dating app, right? Uh-huh. And how does that change compared to a real life interaction face to face? That is the right question that most people don't ask. So how does this change things? Well, the dominant online dating is mostly a picture based app, right? Mm. Yes, there is text, but everybody knows that the the images are the front and the first and foremost, most important thing about the app, right? Let's not be kidding ourselves. Uh, yes, you will read the profile, but it's secondary, okay? So what does this mean? Well, there's a problem here because men are very visual, right? When we are looking for a partner, the visual side is by far, the truth is, the visual side is the most important thing uh, on first impressions. If you're talking about a long-term relationship, then personality ma- ma- matters much more. But you know, men, if they have a, an attractive girl, that's fine, right? It's very, mm-hmm. that's enough. On the other hand, girls don't see men in the same way. It's like, yes, the appearance is, import- it ca- is important, but that is not enough for a woman. They really want to see what kind of guy this is. You know, they want to see, is he charismatic? Is he confident? Um, you know, they are, what's he like? What kind of guy is he? Uh, and what's his sort of status? How, do, how does he treat other people? How do other people treat him? There's a lot more going on. They are much more interpersonal. Men are visual. Women are more interpersonal. So what this means is that so the, the, the fact is, with online dating, here is how things turn out, okay? Girls will get hundreds of messages from guys. If you've ever looked at a, a woman's Tinder account, you will see that they're absolutely spammed with messages. If they're, if they're, if they're really attractive, they'll be absolutely, they will have hundreds, maybe even thousands of messages, right? If they are kind of more average looking, they will still have a lot of messages. On the other hand, the men, we do not have hundreds of messages, okay? And we definitely don't have thousands of messages pouring in to our inbox, right? In fact, the truth is, right. So the truth is that uh, girls, from my experience, rarely ever will message me first. It does happen from time to time. It does happen. However, it's not the same. There is a clear imbalance here in online dating, right? Would you agree there is a clear imbalance? If you look at, if you look at the way that 
girls get treated and guys get treated on, on online dating. This is, they are clearly not having the same experience. Do you think that's true? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I knew girls. I had friends who would like their experience was every time they swiped right it ended up being a match. So they were much more picky for me. It was maybe one in every five right swipes would be a match. Meaning that the other person had swiped, right? It just, yeah. And yeah, girls never ever messaged me first. It was always, I had to lead the charge. That's right. And you know, this is, I mean, this is unfair, right? Um, now, men will complain about this and get very bitter about this and why, you know, some guys, really, it's brutal, right? Online dating is where some, where men get their self-esteem just kicked into the dirt, right? Because they all have guys and they literally cannot get a single response from anybody. If they're kind of a bit, bit weird or a bit ugly or whatever, they will literally get no response. And if they do get a response from someone, she will be, it'll be a disinterested response. Like, Hey, uh, I'm good. Like without really reciprocating the conversation. Mm -hmm. So this, why is this happening? I mean, is, is this the same as the, is the real world? I don't think it is the same as the real world. I think it's much more balanced in real life, right? Yes. Men still will have to chase after women in the real world, but there is much more balance there. And this is why, because the dating apps are visual mediums, right? That gives mm. women an advantage on online dating because it's a visual medium, because men are very attracted to visual stimulus of women, right? That's what we, we really like, but it's not the same the other way around. Women are looking for what is his personality? Is he confident? Blah, blah, blah. But you cannot convey that through an online dating app very well what you're the only thing you have as a guy to convey all the personality stuff is is the medium of text right now text is a really not a very good medium to try to sh tell show people who you are it's very weak compared to images text is really weak it's not very good like you know when you're communicating by text there are many things missing there's no tone of voice. There's no facial expressions. There's no body language. There's no eye contact, right? It's just text, like as if it's a machine or something. There's no emotion uh, in that. So you're trying to communicate who you are with the medium of text. And this is useless, right? This is really not a good way to communicate who you are. And so there you have your imbalance. You have it, women are using the medium of images very effectively and the men are really sucking it up because we are a sucker. We are really uh, easily uh, impressed by a woman who looks good, right? We're like, yeah, okay, I'll go out with you. I'll go out with you. You're beautiful, you know, but it's not the same the other way around. And the women, they are reading the text often to, to, to get, try to get a sense of who this guy is, but, but text is weak so that you can't really get a good sense of someone until you meet them in person. And there, there is your imbalance, right? Women are not getting what they need from a man's profile um, compared to what men are getting from a woman's profile. We are impressed with her. She is like, well, yeah, I can see his pictures. He looks good, but I want to find out more about this guy. You know, what kind of person is he?
but we try to use text to to show that and it's really a bad way of telling someone who you are and what you're about there's your there's the in my opinion the main reason for your imbalance on online dating yeah i really like that uh breakdown i mean it makes perfect sense um yeah. and then which kind of brings into question the app bumble which their entire premise was the woman has to make the first move basically yeah. their premise was to put more more power into the woman's room and they only have 24 48 hours something like that to send a message and if they don't the match can expire um which i thought was very interesting and yeah they're saying to put the power in the woman's hand right but the power is already in the woman's hand mm -hmm. on all online dating app they literally have their pick of choice of basically they have a selection they've basically got a carousel of an, an, an unending carousel of men who will go on a date with them on any given day you know on in their pocket they could literally have yeah. anybody at any time um you know and yeah it's not that e it's not as easy as i'm making it sound out that women have a different problems of online dating right you know women often want they want a boyfriend or someone serious and they can't really it's i've heard it's pretty difficult to find that like you said it's more transactional right women have their own problems yeah true mm -hmm. with online dating but if you're talking about like the options that you have then women are incredibly spoiled for choice if they go on tinder that you could literally have every you could have a date every single day if you are a woman if that's what you wanted to do you could have it seven days a week you could have a different guy uh coming and meeting you so and the other thing is as well um when it comes to images there's a lot of manipulation that you can do with the image right first of all you've got image choice so you can only choose the images which make you look the best you've got filters you've got angles you've got on top of that you have makeup right which is another uh, sexual uh, enhancement right to, to up your appearance so you've got that and you've got these days you have photo retouching which is where you can actually go and completely change the image of your face to make yourself look better you can make your teeth whiter your eyes whiter you can lower your forehead down you can make your nose smaller your eyes bigger and then you can go onto your body and if you're a bit overweight you can use the app to tuck in your waist you can make your breasts bigger right you can make your legs skinnier you can edit your photos in any way these days in all the subtle ways that you want and i remember when i was going on tinder i remember thinking like jesus christ like there are so many um, beautiful girls like why do I not see these people in real life? Like there are so many. It looks so good, right? <laughs> it's not real. And of course, life. what happens is it's not real. You go, you meet yeah. them in person. It's like ah, no, you just look at, you just look normal. You know, so, you're not beautiful. <laughs> Over time, I learned how to basically have my own filter of viewing because I actually had a couple of those instances where I wasn't catfish. Like it wasn't. Uh, you know, some 40 year old dude pretending to be a 22 year old hottie, but it was an instance where we ended up, you know, meeting up for a date or dinner or whatever. And I, you know, I show up and I just say, Oh, you look a lot more, hmm, 
how to say this somewhat nicely, uh, plain, different a little bit. (laughs) You know, it's it's like, oh, your eyes are more of a bluish green gray, not a sparkling, you know, ocean blue. It's like, "Hmm." and or, or, or it's like, oh, you only had, you know, to be extremely shallow, it's like, oh, you only had pictures of your face and then, um, and, and I didn't mm. even think about what all of you might have looked like, but mm. you know, these are sort of thoughts that come to your mind. But eventually, and, and me and my me and my best friend, it became non-serious for us. But we would we would actually go through. We'd be hanging out and be like, hey, we, we'd pull up a profile and be like, oh yeah, that's a filter. Oh, mm. you know, it's from this angle. It's only these type of pictures, and and. And after a while, we actually began to kind of be able to decode the the tin the the you know the beautification of the photos. It's kind of interesting, but you're absolutely right. It's you run into that. You're like, man, so these beautiful women. Every, every profile, you know, I'm swiping right, and then you're like, why is this not in real life? Well, because yeah. you're seeing some of these people in real life, but they do not look like that on a daily basis. You know, it falls in line with social media accounts it's the highlight reel of your life you know your social media account well this is the highlight reel of your beauty if you will i find it i the first thing that i found really surprising is that nobody has a problem with editing their photos like i I don't know if that's a crazy like am i like an old-fashioned like old fart for thinking this (laughs) but maybe you shouldn't lie about what you look like like is that so unreasonable? Like, like, is it okay that everybody is is changing their faces to look different? Like, how about you have some integrity and you just actually show what you look like? Now, I guess that's rich coming from a man because women, you know, there's a lot. They kind of have to wear makeup for many reasons. Yeah, the, the, the social dynamic at large and both within, you know, their immediate peer groups is totally different in terms of body image for women. Yeah, but yeah. I think part of it is that is, is that it's because everyone it's that there, there's some sort of uh, like insecurity that permeates socially. Mm. If that makes any sort of sense, like it's a, it's a, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like an overarching insecurity where it's like, oh, I need to doctor my photos. And it goes deeper on a philosophical level when, when you start talking about, if you, if you want to put it in terms of, you know, metaphorical masks and what, how people and kind of what we talked about a little bit on the social media, it kind of goes in hand in hand with the last episode. But no, I agree with you. I was like, I'm going to show you what I look like. So there's no surprises. Yeah, I'm not going to show up in person. You're like, man, you look way better than the pictures. I want it to be, Oh yeah, that's what you look like, and it's much better to experience this in your looks in person than you know just the picture of you. But it seems to work kind of the opposite most of the time as people are doctoring up their photos, and you're just like, you're, you're then at that point the premise for expectation management, unless you consciously do the you know almost a decoding, like understanding, oh, there's a filter, she's not going to look like that in real life, or vice versa, oh, there's a filter he's not gonna look like that then you're gonna you're gonna set yourself up for disappointment already and then it i think it kind of propagates this like it feeds into then oh well i need to talk to my photos because yeah it almost feeds into the insecurity because then you're being disappointed and 
it, it sows distrust too amongst it and almost resentment. I, I, what I find is crazy now is that this is the world we live in now. Like yeah. this, this is the tr this trend. It's like it's like the whole of reality is splitting into two different worlds, right? You've got the real world where people are imperfect and they're normal, and then you've got this digital world which is kind of like separated off. And this is like an alternate alternative universe where everybody is perfect, and and it's like we can never be a part of this universe, but but we always have to look at it. And it's not real, it's just completely fake, but it's this like second world that I think a lot of women live in, especially younger girls, they live in this second world more than the real world now. I, I mean, virtual reality is going to kick that into high gear, but I think we're seeing the first stages of this kind of split mm -hmm. in terms of reality and the digital world. There's a real split there. When you can change, make yourself look more beautiful, in pictures and even in videos now as well um then you've got a split in reality um so yeah i mean i don't know what to think about that but but it definitely gives girls it definitely gives women an advantage on online dating as well because men can't really edit their photos in the same way no. first of all it's it just doesn't really work um i mean you could but it's not really going to have the same effect once again because women are not looking for the perfect guy like that. They're not looking for like perfect skin and beautiful eyes and beautiful. That's not really what they're after. They're after something, the entire package, right? So this this photo editing also gives women an advantage. Um, it raises their place on the sexual marketplace artificially. So that's what online dating does. It raises women artificially higher than they would be in the real world. And actually it lowers, for a lot of men, it lowers them artificially. Like if you were to meet them in the real world, you, had, you have two girl, guy and a girl, right? And they're both pretty average. Like the guy is nothing special. He's, maybe he likes to do music, but and he's quite a good pian pianist, right? And he has, works a normal job and he's average looking. And then you've got a girl here and she's nothing special either. She's average looking. She works in an office and they're both looking for somebody. You put them together on online dating and the girl will not, will ignore the guy, right? Because he's just mm -hmm. an average dude and he's pretty ugly, right? He's pretty average looking. She's like, meh, no thanks, right? And the guy is like, and the guy is looking at her profile and she looks beautiful, you know? Her photos, she's got big sparkling eyes, right, that have been edited, by the way. Yeah. Um, and she, she looks pretty good. And he's like, oh, yeah, swipe, swipe. Uh, I, would, I would go on a date with her. Was it swipe right or left? I really don't remember which one. Right, right is a like and left is a dislike. Got it. So. Okay. So, so he would be, yeah, I swipe right on her. So she would never meet him in online dating. However, if they met in the real world, and they were speaking and she thought, oh, he's actually, he's quite funny. You know, I kind of like him. I like the way he looks, is how he is. And then maybe she watches him playing piano one day and she's like, wow, you know, he's really talented at this at piano like this. And she would, they would eventually be together in the real world. So what you'll see is there is clearly an, an imbalance in the online dating world because two people who would have been a perfect match are now she is now raised above him in the online world 
and that is the effect of the the medium it is literally raising generally it is raising the value of the girl and the man is is going down uh, once again because the man cannot show his talents on a piano through uh <laughs> online dating she he cannot show that he's funny really very well i mean you can a little bit but text again is not a good way to show humor it's not that effective it's not the same so it's it's like yeah you get this effect and and now that this has become the norm you're getting a lot more lonely guys now it's really affecting the entire um marketplace and, and there's a lot more men who just simply cannot find a date now uh and of course you have incels right the rise of incels and i have to say that online dating technology has definitely got something to do with this um the these lonely guys these you know the increase in suicide rate and the incel community and the there's also the looks maxing community that which is even more weird um but this is what that's the effect it's having and the thing is whenever i say this people get offended because they think i'm saying it's so easy for women right i've got an article on my on my blog and and it's called uh why online dating drives men crazy and whenever a woman reads that she thinks it's really offensive but it's not it's literally just the the way it is it's just yeah. fact you know well i mean from personal experience i'm i'm very good in groups of people and like in person like i can i speak with my body and and not like i'm a belly dancer but I'm very charismatic and boisterous and like how do you you know how do you express that through through an app and through a media like that like through my my little profile you know I say I'm fun and loud but so will 200 other exactly. guys and then and that on top of the fact yeah so guys the losing the in person factor then the guy can't show himself and sell himself to the girl like he really could, but mm. the girl can still sell herself to the guy because yes. it's, because it's about looks. Now, the other thing to think about too, from the girl's standpoint, talking about your your example with the you know they would be a perfect match, but they wouldn't meet through online dating. Is the other thing you, you think about too is in when you're in the real world, what you get is girls will get looks, and whether they see them or not, and and guys just have the thoughts or maybe you make a comment to their buddy in in a private conversation but but, but the the volume of of inquiries that the girl is going to get in terms of you know guys trying to flirt with her or trying to make a move or or you know start strike a conversation i i don't know the exact numbers but it has to be like a hundred to one difference in terms of mm. um you know how many messages they get on Tinder versus how many how many guys try and start a conversation, um, you know, at a bar or or somewhere like that, or just out in public, and and I think that's part of it too. Is then the girl when you have the volume affects that because you take that analogy of those two people is is like she goes from to where most of the uh, the the looks that she would get are just that they're just looks they're not actually words it's not actually an interaction there's nothing there and so she's none the wiser you know she'll see she might see a guy here there but won't think anything of it and then that means he can be not not 
beside the fact that you know he could actually show off his say piano skills or or tell a funny joke to get her attention or something like that and and and, and kind of make a move is that then those sort of things become that much more effective he's that much more on the radar but what but what this online dating has done is it saturated the radar so much so you know you lose interest like it loses value in some sense i'm trying to think of a good comparison this is value but i'm but i'm losing right because it goes from oh i only have you know i've only had two guys strike up a conversation um today or this week to oh i get i've matched with every guy and every guy sends me a message and now i have 200 guys who have messaged me this week and so then he gets lost because there's no level of separation there because his interest from his standpoint is totally the same. He sees her, he thinks she's beautiful, you know, maybe they work in the same, at the same place. And so, you know, he kind of knows a little bit about her and observes her. Same, same goes for Tinder profile. That doesn't change. He sees her, sees she's beautiful, you know, can, can read her bio a little bit and be totally interested and boom, he's sold. But the, the contrary doesn't work. But I just think that as you were talking about this and, and gave that, comparison it clicked in my brain i was like that makes so much sense it's because she is the 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 people on the radar i guess i don't know how to explain this well it's not coming to me right now but basically (laughs) you know in 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 a sea of 200 messages he's just another message but in the real world what he could be is someone she works with and then and then maybe at at, at a function or something or or if they if they're part of you know some they have some mutual friends and they end up going out some night or something like that and he can show off oh he's great at karaoke or he can play the piano or something like that and it's and he's much more on the radar and there's there's that chance that she notices him because she is not flooded with every guy who checks her out or has a thought is now a message and and on the mm-hmm. same level as oh I actually work with this guy and I've interacted with him more versus rando on the street yeah, it's, uh, you, you basically got exactly the right idea. People mm-hmm. don't like to think of dating in this way, right? But the truth is that we all live in a sexual marketplace, okay, mm-hmm. where you've got rules of supply and demand that actually have an effect um, on how you think. You're talking about a product and you say, well, there's only um, there's only 20 of this product left in the world, you know, like those in, mm-hmm. in Africa or whatever. You can take the horn off a rhino and sell it right. for a million dollars right because there is a low supply very low supply so the the pride the demand is higher the same rules apply in the sexual marketplace in in the real world if you have a massive supply of guys right available at any time then the value of each of those guys is much lower um now this this can change after you've met each other and you can really know what they're like but in the initial stage of meeting is that the value literally the value of men decreases of each man decreases that's how supply and demand works and on the other hand for the men on online dating the value of the woman increases because she is much harder to contact and much harder when you're trying to get somebody to speak to you on online dating it can be more difficult, you know. It, oftentimes, you're sending out messages and not getting a response. I think that's the truth for most guys: is that you you kind of chuck out messages and then you try to hook one, right? 
And if you're oh, not, yeah. that's kind of how it is. So the the again, the value, just how supply and demand works, the value of this girl is now higher than it is in the real world. People don't like to talk about dating in that way, but it's a fact that we live in a sexual marketplace and supply and demand matter, right, in this marketplace. And not only that, but the advertising, like we're talking about before, the advertising, women have a lot more advertising options than men do on this particular medium. And so uh, going back to that, uh, this is going to take a while, but bear with me, okay? Okay. What, what men cannot do on online dating is they cannot send honest signals. Now, honest signals are an evolutionary uh, theory, okay? So what this means, uh, I need to explain this. So honest signals, a woman needs to know that a man can take care of her, right, on a very deep level. We lived in a dangerous environment in tribes, and so she is looking out for the man who will protect her and her family and her children, right? That's what she wants. You need a man to be strong and confident and whatnot. So on a biological level, women are looking for honest signals from men that that is who they are. Because a man could say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm strong, I'm tough, uh, I can take care of you guys. He can say, he can blah, 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 blah. But she needs to see signals that it's, it's an honest signal that is actually true. Now, what are honest signals? They are body language, eye contact, the way people, the way he talks to other people and the way other people talk to him. These are honest signals from a man that cannot be faked. There is no way that you can actually fake your body language effectively or fake your eye contact effectively, right? It is unfakeable because we cannot consciously control it. So women are looking for honest signals from men. That is what really gets them interested in a guy, these honest signals. When she sees him playing the piano like that, this is an honest signal that this man is, is intelligent and he's very capable right? He's a capable guy. You can, he's not telling you who he is. He's showing you. That's what an honest signal is. If a guy is confident, he's giving eye contact as an honest signal of his, his belief in himself and his confidence and going further, his ability to take care of the children and have a high standing in the tribe, right? So that's what an honest signal is. There's no way for a man to fake an honest signal because women are just too smart. They're, they're just too smart and they are too in tune with um, their brain is developed over many years to find a man that will be suitable. And they don't do this consciously, but they are looking for honest signals all the time. Of course, in online dating, honest signals can't be conveyed. Uh, and that is, that is your problem. The, the exact thing that women are looking for, these honest signals cannot actually be conveyed in online dating. And so that's why women are not really that impressed with many uh, men's profiles because the, the honest signals that they're psychologically evolved to look for are not being shown. Uh, there's no body language. There's no eye contact. They don't know why they feel this way because it's subconscious, but that's how, that is what is happening. They're not getting the eye contact, the body language. Uh, the t vocal tonality is a big one as well, right? All these things are so important. Uh, vocal tonality is another honest signal because the way people talk reveals how they feel about themselves, right? Their tone of voice, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what honest signals. And yes, you're right as well. You're talking about how they get many more messages in online dating. Yeah, the barrier to entry for men to send a message to a girl 
online is very low. The barrier yeah. to entry to go over and talk in the real world is very high. In the real world, you've got to have courage, confidence, social skills, all these things. In online dating, you don't need anything. You can just send a message. There it goes. And so much lower barrier to entry, and that means a much higher number of guys doing it. Yeah, 100 to 1, like you said, is about right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and also, too, the volume of being able to have, you know, 100 girls on my screen and I'm sitting in my living room versus having to, you know, try and find those same 100 girls, say, in the same, you know, if, if you gave me an evening would be very, very difficult because I'm going to have to sift through hundreds, if not thousands of people to find the same sort of thing because you're having to go out and they're not all going to be in the same place. They're going to be spread out. And so it, it I don't, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So th this is what we're talking about is actually really important because actually nobody talks about uh, online dating or any media in this way. Nobody really thinks about the medium, the communication medium, right? So going back to those incels, right? We've mm -hmm. heard of incels, the guys that can't get laid, involuntary celebrates. What they do online is that they post sort of so-called Tinder experiments. I don't know if you've ever, you've ever seen this, a so-called Tinder experiment online. So what they do is they get a, a guy who's really, really good looking, right? Like a model, mm -hmm. six pack or whatever. And then underneath, they put disgusting things in the profile. Like, you know, for example, like women are dogs. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, or like I, I'm in, I've been to jail for, um, for touching a child or something like that. Really disgusting things, right? And so what happens is that many girls still message this guy and they're still interested in meeting up, which is really interesting, right? Um, so the incels say, look, look at this. This is disgusting. Women are disgusting, right? Look what they do. But they're not considering the medium through which this is happening. They assume that because a girl would, would, would still meet a guy through an online dating app that touched the child and that said women are dogs, that they would do the same in the real world. Not necessarily true. Uh, the, the medium makes a big difference because the truth is, in the real world, that model would probably not think of women that way in the first place, right? The guy like that would never say women are dogs or he would never, the guy that had that many options would not have a negative view towards women, most likely. Right. So, and he would, he would not be a weirdo. Like if, if you were talking to a real person who was a, a child predator or whatever, he these people are, are pretty generally pretty strange people. And you can tell through their, again, through their body language and their, their tone of voice or whatever, they're kind of not normal, um, generally speaking. So they're saying that a, a guy can get away with anything, you know, if he's good looking, whatever. But it's not true because it's, the medium is changing uh, how they respond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, too, is, you, like you said, it's ineffective in, uh, in properly getting, getting a, a distinct message across, meaning sending, sending oh, women are dogs, I could, plenty of girls may see that he's cute and think that, 
automatically attribute him to being funny and think that's a, that's a joke. Like, and and yeah. so they're it's open to interpretation, and so yeah. that's where the the medium comes into play. Like you said as well is you know they say oh these women are discussing it's like you, you funny funny anecdote is I found I started finding more success in my messages on Tinder when I would say blatantly off the wall yeah. things or, or super like tacky things. And it, it's because a is when the market is that saturated, just like for instance, you know, how many, like with your college applications, how many generic essays sound almost exactly the same and could practice pra- or practically plagiarism without even being plagiarism because you know, oh, I'm honor roll on this and that. And, you know, what do they tell you? They say, be interesting, you know, think outside the box. And that that's kind of, it's similar situation is because how many messages do they get, you know, Hey girl, or, or Hey cutie or something like that. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, but then they have someone who's, who comes in and <laughs> I don't, I don't know, finds a way to, to embody a character from a, from a popular TV show through text and convey that properly. And they're like, what the heck is going yeah. on? And then, and then they go with it because it's it's it get, it gets their attention, but also it's just very off the wall and um, and it's funny. And I think part of that too was I was it was less serious at that point in time for me. But yeah, in a general sense, it's like that's not a incels doing that. Is it's what they're doing is they're projecting. Is they're they're trying to get some confirmation bias, and so they're and and that's what they do. And so they, they see that as an avenue, but then when you try and dispute, they're obviously not going to listen to you. And so that's just, I mean, that's a classic case of confirmation bias if I've ever heard one. It's interesting how we have to, you know, people say that we don't live in a sexual marketplace or they don't want to think about it in that way, but everybody is using their own form of advertising to break through into the marketplace, right? Just like Mm -hmm. a product, like you said, you're trying to say something different to stand out to, uh, to really cut through the noise. This is exactly what advertisers talk about, trying to sit, stand out, say something off the wall to cut through the noise, right? It's the same thing. So everybody is advertising themselves on online dating just like a product, just like on social media, the same thing. Online dating, you're selling yourself, you are a product, right? Oh, um, yeah. You are trying to ab- use good advertising to show the quality of your product. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. So um, something else, so... I want to sort of move on to something a little bit different here. So there's something else going on with online dating as well, especially apps like Tinder. And that is that they're very dopamine filled and they're quite addictive as well. Um, So from my experience, I've had times where I'm just flicking through Tinder for no real reason. And I'm just, you know, it's, so, so you've, every time you see a new girl appear on your Tinder screen, it's another, depending on whether you like them, it can be another dopamine hit, right? Every single time. And then when you get a match, you have another dopamine hit. And then when you get a message back, you get another dopamine hit, right? So what you're getting mm-hmm. whenever you're using online dating is you're getting these tons of these little dopamine hits, just like in a video game or whatever, um, of course, it's linked to sex. So these are pretty strong dopamine hits that you're, you're getting here. So it's, it's quite addictive. Um, and it's not only that, but Tinder in particular is a slot machine 
It's exactly the same as a slot machine in that you don't know if you're going to match or if you're not going to match, right? It's, uh, it's a bit like gambling. Um, and so this, this is also shown to make things more addictive and more dopamine-filled because it's whether you get it or not. It's this what we call a variable ratio of match rate and messages. It, very uh, strong dopamine hits you, you can get through online dating. Uh, and yes, online Tinder addiction does exist. There are people out there who do have an addiction to this uh, this platform. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's where we see crossover with this is in a lot of ways another form of social media. Like a lot of these same, it's slightly different because it's dating and so it's more of uh, intentional interactions is what you're looking for. But the same a lot of the same underlying themes and topics that we covered in and, and problems and, and that we covered in our previous episode on just social media in general and what it's done to ugly, yeah. what it's done to us culturally. You find those same sort of things because this is another, basically a social media medium creep yeah. prevalent in the online dating world. That's right. The same rules apply. It's a, just a different kind of social medium. So our last podcast really links into this one really well. Because, yeah, all the same things basically apply in, in online dating too. Uh, what, what, so what you'll find is you'll find a lot of guys in online dating, they, you know, they, what you'll find is that they are sending like five or six messages to the girl in a row, right? And kind of getting very angry when she doesn't respond. Um Again, check a woman's Tinder profile. You'll see this. I guarantee you'll see a guy sending, hey, hey, are you there? Hey, babe. Hey, you're cute. You want to meet up? Hey, hey, why won't you answer me? Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Answer me like this. This is kind of how the yeah. messages will go. And part of the reason for this is that these guys are on a dopamine kick, right? So so they they are just like someone at the slot machine getting angry when they don't, when they lose their money. It's the same kind of feeling where they're trying to get the next hit of dopamine, but she won't give it to him. And that gets people angry. They want their next hit, right? So every time a girl message, messages you, this is a hit of dopamine. And when she takes that away, guys can get very angry and they're texting for more. Please, I want another hit, you know? Respond, please respond. And it's not necessarily always because they really want uh to meet up with the girl in person it's because they want another hit of dopamine right the whole app is is dripping dopamine into everybody right so so this is another big problem with, with these apps and why guys can get so abusive and angry on these apps is part you know one of the big reasons is because they're ad they, they're showing addictive behavior in these messages and and I think if you if there's no self awareness in realizing that, so I exp I mean a lot of the stuff you're I experienced maybe not to the full extent that um, that we're talking about, but definitely on some level, I you know experienced the some same some of the same thoughts and feelings, and you you're not gonna that's not gonna change unless you can realize it and and cope with it. And for me, the turning point was I realized. The same, I realized it was in a cycle. It was, you know, I'd message, message a few girls, they would message back and, you know, get upset. And then I realized, like, 
this is some random girl I've never met and I'm probably not going to ever meet. The likelihood of me actually ending up meeting one of these people is very, very low. So mm-hmm. I need to I I need to treat it as such. Meaning meaning if I don't get a message back, eh, not a big deal. I I don't I shouldn't expect it. And that's what people don't realize is we, we, we send a message because the reasoning is, well, we match. So she wants to talk to me. And so mm-hmm. send a message and then no message back. And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you even do that? And you see plenty of people where guys will send a message and then next day the message thread will be gone and, oh, you got unmatched. And yeah. it could be and it could be because maybe she didn't mean to swipe right. Maybe she swiped right and then message and then she looked at your profile more closely and decided, eh, no thanks, not for me. Or, you know, what have you. It could be anything, but you don't know those things. And so once you start to think about all of this process, you realize there's, there's a lot that's out of your control, but also it's that, it's, it's that expectation of I should get something in return, something should come out of this that we don't even think about or realize and understand. Like you talked about with the slot machine, when we don't win, we get upset. And when we just end up losing all our money, you know, we get upset and there's nothing, there's not that shot of dopamine. But for me, the big, that was the big turning point was realizing was fixing my expectations from to match the realistic expectation of what can actually come out of that app based upon how it all works and all the different variables. And the funny thing is too, on some level, once you, once you put it in its proper place on the shelf in your, um, in your mind and um, then it you'll actually find your success there's no way to really tell empirically unless you're a part of a study whether your success Mm. increased but it certainly feels like that and it felt like that for me all of a sudden my success seemed to increase and it you know it very well could have stayed the same or even decreased but because my jumping off point was different then then anything that came out of it, it went from i had no expect or I, w- I had expectation and when that expectation wasn't met that specific expectation it was a failure to i don't my expectation was extremely low and really none i had no expectations i didn't expect to match and i didn't expect to get messages back so i played fast and loose with it in terms of i'll i'll send a crazy message i don't care because i don't expect a response and when when my expectation was essentially zero or nothing, hmm. then when something happened, that's automatically a win. So even if you know out of every hundred messages I send, when in the first time around I only got twenty five responses, well that's that's a twenty five percent success rate, and that's you know terrible pretty because high. my expectation, yeah, it's pretty good. But 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 my expectation is for every message I send, I should get a response. But if I so if I send a hundred, but I only get twenty-five, I'm falling pretty short. Like, insert if that was a grade in school, I'm, that's the biggest F I've ever seen. But if I'm expecting nothing, and I get a twenty-five, well, I'm sitting pretty good. If I sent a hundred and I expected, and I and I truly, you know, I knew I was going to get a couple, but I but I really tried to manage it so that I never expected each time I sent one of those messages, I did not expect a response. Then each time I got a response. That's a positive hit. And when you look at it and say, yeah, I got 25 out of a 25 out of a hundred, 
it's like a batting average uh, did for baseball. You know, it's a, if you're thirty percent, you're doing good, and it's because you have the perspective and the expectation of how hard it is to hit a baseball. Then it's like, oh, that makes sense. Same thing here when you have the expectation of, you know, there the likelihood of of a response is very, very, very low because this 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 is harder on guys this online dating than it is for girls and it actually kind of puts girls on a pedestal and puts guys down in the dumps and makes it really really hard as a guy then all of a sudden when you when you do when when something no matter how minor comes out of it it's a positive response from your emotion from you instead of a negative response because you properly manage your own expectations and what you because you've thought about it and kind of understood it better and and really seen okay here's what i can control and then here's what i've been experiencing and what i think what most people experience because this is how it works yeah that's that's right that that is um that is exactly how to deal with it on a personal level right that's exactly mm -hmm. right um the only way you can un you can deal with it that way is when you actually understand what online dating is and you accept the imbalance that is there, right? Mm -hmm. There is an imbalance. It exists. Accept it and know that that is what you're dealing with and that your chances are lower than you probably initially thought, right? Acknowledge the imbalance and understand, and then then you can have a, a decent time with it, right? If, as long, once you know what it is, it's very difficult for an 18-year-old guy to to think in this way you know you're talking about, about this kind of mature perspective right of like oh, being yeah. able to it step took back. Me, if i i don't know the exact number but if i had four years on this app the first two years was the the most people's response where you know it was negative frustrating and then that realization didn't come until after a, say a solid two years out of out of my yeah. supposed four years i don't know if that's an accurate number but yeah, by no means is it's it's very hard. It's it's almost one of those things. It's all it's like a little bit of a rite of passage. Like you can't. I could sit here and tell you about it, and you could be like, "Yeah, okay, I kind of understand that." But you still you're gonna have to go and struggle for six months, struggle for a year, and and have this frustration with the online dating, and then come to that point on your own. Kind of like in the Matrix, where Morpheus is like, "Hey, I can I can't push you through the door. I can't open it for you. I can only show you the door." but you have to open it. It's like, I can tell you all about this, but you're going to have to kind of figure at the same time, figure it out on your own. Hopefully with my advice, you can figure it out quicker than I did. But on mm. some level, I think you're still going to have to kind of trudge through the mud. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I wish uh, the main, I guess the main problem is that the, so the biggest annoying myth with when it comes to all this technology is people say, well, Technology is just neutral, right? That's what they say. It's not It's not the technology, it's how you use it. Mm -hmm. That's what people say. And on the surface, it seems to make sense. Yeah, okay. Technology is just a machine, right? It's just neutral. It's about me and people use it. But no, technology has, a, has its own characteristics. And it will, it will not, you know, like, like I've said a thousand times, right? is that you've got to look at each individual medium or technology and see what characteristics it has, right? It's not neutral. It's not just a, uh, a robot that does nothing. It will change because of human psychology. We all interact with this technology in different ways. And every single different technology has its own characteristics. 
So what you need to realize is the characteristics of online dating is a few things. One, there is an imbalance between men and women through online dating. Okay? It's a fact. Uh, two, it's an addictive dopamine-filled environment. Right? You've got to watch yourself and how you're feeling um, because that's what it is. Uh, that is the characteristics of, of the technology. Um, so those are two, the two most important things. Number one, I would say uh, dating apps, I would say, are a slot machine. Number two is that there is mm -hmm. a gender imbalance in dating apps. That is the characteristics of online dating. That's what it is. And once you know what it is, then you can act accordingly. But when you think that technology is just neutral and that this is the same as meeting people in the real world and there's not much difference because it's neutral, and it's about how I act, then you're going to get very frustrated because you're not expecting an imbalance and you, you, you're going to be you know, getting these dopamine hits, but you don't know. You, you don't know what a dopamine hit is. So you're getting really, really addicted to what you're doing and you're getting really frustrated and emotional. But once you know that it's okay, this is a dopamine-filled app, so I need to pay attention to how I feel. And I, don't, I, I shouldn't send hundreds of messages to girls when they don't respond. I should walk away and relax, you know. And mm -hmm. I should not be surprised when I don't get many messages because there's an imbalance. It's normal, right? Because you know the characteristics of the technology. So what right. you said and is so right. You've got to, you've got to, yeah. You don't, you don't approach a rabid raccoon and say, oh, if I talk in a, a soft voice and, and a nice voice and I respect them, they'll respect me in terms yeah. of the technology. It's like, no, you have to understand understand it for what it is that's a rabid raccoon and you need to deal with it yeah. accordingly the same with the technology and online dating is you have to understand how it works and what it is and not and and accept it because there's no point in fighting it because that's it's bigger it's bigger than any one person and sorry bud you're not gonna turn that around so learn exactly. learn about it and deal with it it's your, and it's your choice if you want to use it. Like the real world is still available. Uh, you can still speak to go. I know it's hard, but you can. <laughs> the, the real world is available still and you can go and speak to somebody. Mm -hmm. And in the real world, you can convey all the honest signals yeah. that you are supposed to be conveying naturally. Uh, and the barrier to entry is much higher. So the girl, does not, it does not happen as often. The truth is, Approaching a girl in real life, you have a much higher chance than you do in online dating. Okay, it's just a question of whether yeah. you have the courage to do it or not. Um, now you can pretend that uh, that's not the case. Uh, yeah. So the problem, and the real problem, is for many guys who are getting stuck with the online dating thing, is number one, they need to probably get off online dating, right? If it's not yeah. working out for them, there's a gender imbalance. You're at in a disadvantage from day one. So you need to go into the real world because in the real world, the playing field is level again. There's no imbalance, right? And yes, you've got to summon the courage to actually speak to people in the real world. I know that's difficult, but that's the solution for many people with online dating is to not use online dating and go into the real world. Um, so there's one more thing that needs to be spoken about here, okay? The online dating creators, the companies who are making a lot of money from this, okay, they control the algorithms. Now, when you control an algorithm, you can adjust it in exactly the right way. So 
there are they have two main goals these online dating companies number one they want you addicted to their platform they 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 like the fact that it's a slot machine it gets people coming back and and spending more time on the app viewing the advertisements right um and they'll give you notifications on your phone as well to get you to go back to the app so for example on tinder um I'm, i don't have it anymore but but you used to get these notifications it was not a match it was just like some announcement or something like or they had yeah. daily top picks or something right like, <laughs> right and so yeah. to start this this one here says your daily top picks are ready start swiping so you get this notification and what happens you're back on the app again seeing more advertisements making them more money um and and they'll play all kinds of little tricks as well like some dating apps they will they will say that you've got a message but actually you don't have a message like it's from you'll get a message from the the app, like the 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 app itself saying we've in, we've done a new update or something but they'll say oh you've received a message go and check it out um and and they'll do things like uh like Instagram does with followers they'll stack up the they'll if you get like five matches they will spread out the matches over the course of the day to drip them in to get you to go back they don't give you all five at once they spread them out purposefully so you, you go back to the app right they are very sophisticated and getting you back on that app right so they they love it that it's a addictive environment and more importantly than that they want you to pay for the premium service on the app that is the ultimate goal they want you paying a subscription of $5 a month or $10 a month for your Tinder Gold Tinder Plus right that is why the app exists the app does not exist for you to find dates it exists so that you pay the monthly subscription that's why they made that's why the app exists it's for that purpose to make their money so what you can expect then is that all the algorithms will be pointing in you know like you have a sales funnel right and they want people to go through the sales funnel and eventually pay their price so what you can expect is that the algorithms on the app lead you towards paying the subscription now we don't know the algorithms they don't it's private information but just through common sense and logic you can understand that the algorithms would be something like this when you first go on the app you'll get a lot of matches right by default in the first week because they want to hook you on the app and then afterwards what the algorithms will do is they'll start decreasing the number of matches that you get to get you frustrated and 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 to think god like maybe i should pay for the premium service you know i can't get any matches anymore so you know it says on the tinder plus that i can um do a boost there's a boost option right where i can get more people to see me so i should maybe i should do that but because the algorithms are actually feeding you less matches now right on purpose um and then so they want you to go for those they give you boosts they let you there some apps let you see how many people have matched with you that you didn't match back um uh, like on Tinder Gold for example it will show you who has swiped right on you that and you can just go and swipe left on them right you don't have to miss them by accident and so the yeah, that's right they want you to go and pick up their premium service and so you shouldn't be surprised when you go on a dating app when the first week you're getting lots of matches and then week 2 week 3 suddenly you're not really getting any matches it's because the dating app is actually just showing you to less girls on purpose right so that you will buy the subscription the monthly subscription
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a, you know, a kind of <laughs> good full circle way to come back, come, come back around to it. Is that like, it, it may have started as an, as a innocent idea of, you know, how do we, technology is overtaking the world, they, you know, is taking the world by storm in a lot of ways and the apps are, and, you know, let's, uh, I want to do, there's no good dating app. And so someone decides they want to make a good dating app. And, you know, it starts by the goal may have been to connect people, but once it becomes huge, yeah, that's what it becomes about is because all these apps and stuff there, that is their business. And what is as a business, what do you want to do? You want to, you need to drive sales or whatever product you're putting out there. And you, you want to make a product that the people want and the product for them is to you be using their app and then hopefully be paying for their app. And so that's what it's become about. And you're absolutely right. Um, I never really thought that in depth about the algorithms, but it all, all checks out and makes sense. And uh, in, in my mind, it's like, yeah, why, why wouldn't you do that? And I mean, I've, I've, I've seen some interviews straight from the horse's mouth regarding this, where it's, some some app or social media is talking about you know our number one goal is how do we keep people you know using this app how does it stay relevant and how do we keep people coming back and engage engagement that's the word you hear now and and the buzzword but um, I I think uh, unless you have uh, a lot more you want to say for me I think that's a great place to kind of wrap this up and and yeah and that was that was a wonderful little kind of ending monologue um, there talking about the ins and the outs yeah definitely yeah that, that's a good good place to end it so yeah there there we go um so are we got do you have any last words or anything like that or yeah just one last disclaimer that this is definitely v very much heavily the male. in a lot of ways this is the male side um now a lot of this is literally yeah. just acts that were but at the same time, there's definitely like we there there wasn't a woman on here to talk about the woman's side of Tinder firsthand as much, and gotta acknowledge that this is definitely male heavy in terms of um, online dating experience for a lot of the ways that we talked about it, and we tried to you know cover best of what we can, best from what I know from friends that I have that were women and that have been in the online dating world, and from what data you can find, but. Uh, just, just a good disclaimer to have on the back end that like, look, this is this is two two guys here two dudes. and talking, yeah, talking from the, from the guy's perspective. Uh, it would have been cool to have a girl on here, and she, you know, we, we don't know any had, girls. No, I, I, well, I know one. It's my wife, and she never did that, so <laughs> not very useful. I could, I could get my buddy's wife, who, um, you know, who he married. And it started as a tender. That would be that would be interesting. Um, I don't know if they'd want to come out publicly and say that though. So, so just, yeah, I mean, uh, to touch touch on it really briefly, the the female mm -hmm. side is not like it's perfect, right? Uh, they yeah. have their own issues. What they get is they do get abusive messages from men. Oh um, yeah. And the, for sure, they'll get all kinds of slurs chucked their way. And they have the problem. Yes, they can get a date, but to get to get a long-term boyfriend of one of these apps can be, I've heard, can be a bit of bit more of a struggle, yeah. right? And you'll get sometimes they'll get ghosted, and but you know it's true. But but I, I I see it when you're talking about the aggressive messages and whatnot. Yeah, it sucks. But this is the way I see it, right? 
it's like the same as when you go to India as a white person from America. Okay. And what happens when you go to India is you get loads of people coming up to you trying to sell you stuff. And sometimes they'll get aggressive with you, right? Because they're trying mm -hmm. to make a sale and they get frustrated. And when, when you're walking down the road, you get tons of people and it's really annoying, right? But what you do is you understand that this is happening because I'm privileged, right? The reason all these people are coming up to me is because, you know, I've got, I've got a lot more money than them and I'm in a privileged position. So I shouldn't get too upset about this because I'm kind of quite lucky to be in this position, right? At the end of the day, even if it is annoying, at the end of the day, it, it is because I'm in, on a privileged position here. And I kind of think it's this, the same is true for, for girls and online dating. But yes, you get aggressive messages and you get these guys acting weird and shit. But this is a result of your, your position of privilege or on the pedestal. This is why this happens. Yes, you get loads of abusive messages, but at least you're not completely ignored like some guys are, right? Yeah. That's, that's the way I see it. And I think, yes, women do have their own problems of online dating. But, but I still think it would be much preferable to be a girl on online dating than it would be to be a guy. It's going to be hard. If a woman is listening to that, it's going to be hard to accept that because, yes, you, you have to deal with your own shit, right? I know that. Um, but if you compare the two, which is not, you know, having dumb like guys ghosting you or, or not being able to get a, a long-term boyfriend or getting abusive message. If you compare that to the guy's side, which is often the fact that nobody will reply at all, they'll be completely ignored. Like they're a worthless, like worm on the ground. I think that the girl's side is preferable, even if it can Absolutely. suck. Absolutely. Well, because it can go from, it can go from, oh man, I can't, I can't like I haven't been able I haven't had success talking to girls in real life. Well, maybe I'll try this online dating, and then that goes just as bad, if not worse. It's, you go from low, you go from you know absolutely like oh I feel small to I feel like I've been crushed and I'm a pancake now. But um, I that's yeah right. it's it, it it is definitely different, and it's one of those times. It's like yeah, it's better. It, it is. Overall, it is better to be a girl in that situation. I, in, in, it's there's true. more pros than cons, um, or at least the, the you know the pros outweigh the cons. Whereas I think for guys, the cons outweigh. The but pros. but you've got to be careful when if you say it's better if, if girls have it easier on online dating because people will get very offended when you say that. Yeah. Right. People because, will really flip out like misogynist. Piece of right. shit. And it's the, like no, the, I think it's the just problem. The, truth. the problem is the language there is too. Is is what do you mean by my my first question? Anytime anyone's like, well, it's better or this is good or bad. Mm. My, my my first question always ends up being, what do you mean by easier? Do you mean by yeah, easier yeah. to get matches? Do you mean by easier to get a long term relationship? Because it's not. Do you mean by you know you know what is, what is easier? And then that that mm. usually can kind of diffuse something before or if you're the one saying easier and they get mad and you say well this is what i mean by easier and in these aspects of them if you that's right but, you, the mm -hmm. only way to really really explain that is in great detail you need to have this whole yeah. conversation mm -hmm. for a woman to actually understand what how that what you mean when you say it's, it could be easier for women when you just say that one sentence it's like Huh? Like, what are you talking about? Easier, you know. Mm. I, I was on online dating. It fucking sucked. 
you know, I got guys ghosting me. I got abuse. It's like, yes, but, but you haven't seen the other side. It's, it can be much worse. You've never been yeah. a guy on online dating. Like you don't know <laughs> what it feels like to just be completely ignored and treat like nothing right yes you get an abusive message but at least you're getting messages right mm-hmm. um very real and, and that, that is that, by no yeah. means in, Good. by no means are we just here to complain and say that guys have it worse and no. say woe is guys it's really just kind of how the conversation ended up it literally it's just the, the only that's, the that's only one. um the only prompt that we had for this entire podcast was uh uh we're going to talk about online dating that's yeah. all we said, and here we are. So funny how that works. Well, I, I, all I did when I was thinking about this is try to get to the truth of, of the situation, yeah. and that that's what that's the conclusion that I ended up with. And because I'm I'm the kind of person that isn't afraid to offend people, right, and come up with these conclusions that are controversial. I just ended up. I'm pretty sure I've ended up at basically the truth. And you know, if, if if that is offensive to you, and you you don't, I I am not saying it because I'm a misogynist, or because I am desperate with women. You know, I have a girlfriend, right? I'm not I'm not yeah. somebody who's bitter at all. I'm literally just I'm pretty sure that's the situation, and that's that's the truth of the matter. Yeah, and and that's you know the the truth is if you if you walk around if you want to actually be able to make a statement and a lot of times find the truth, you're going to have to, you're going to have to stir up, stir the pot a little bit. Like you're going to have to upset some people Yeah, taking it, taking a stand. You're always going to upset somebody in some way. And it's not even that we're taking a stand, but you know, searching, searching for the truth a lot of times because the truth isn't pretty and uh, truth hurts. Yeah. It, it can hurt. It can be painful, but at the same time, it's also freeing. I mean, I think it's it's yeah. there's some sense of relief and like oh okay yeah I feel like I've landed in a good place but I think kind of really in summation what 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 a land on is in, in general what we're pointing to is whatever whatever you're looking at or interacting with try and be as mindful and become aware of self aware of, of how aware of how it affects you aware of how yes. how the medium interacts whatever it is. How, however, that thing interacts with the world as a whole, but also you as an individual, and and then the feelings that you that come out from you when you interact. I mean, think through those. Basically, be be mindful and and, and critical thinking here is is yeah. what helps you navigate this in, in I think I in the most positive way. Yeah, I think I think hopefully if you're listening to this, you get something positive out of it. You know, not not anger yeah. or bitterness or whatever, but hopefully you're not you know, just seeing reality. F- yeah, yeah. I mean, seeing reality with what it is. First, the step one: understand what the dating apps are, the reality, mm-hmm. and yes, you know, accepting the full package, and then not getting bitter about it, but accepting it, and and then kind of uh, being mature about it, and yeah, being mindful. Um, it's not a big deal. Yes, yes, there is a gender imbalance in online dating, but but you can still find all you need is to find you can still find a girlfriend, you can still find a wife, uh, especially because the real world is still available to you. Um, so, so yeah, that that's my last message, I guess. Yeah, I think that's great, and I think that wraps it up. And just want to uh, you know thank everyone for listening. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and you're not too pissed off. But if you are, <laughs> you can just uh, call in your complaints to. Uh, one eight hundred. I don't care, 
and <laughs> I will not listen to the message because that's not a real number. So, but any positive comments you can send to, uh, you can either reach out to me versus reality. You have a website, right? Um, what is it exactly? I don't want to mess it up. Oh, my, my blog is uh, media versus reality. That's media vs media versus reality.com. Simple. Yeah. And lots of good articles, lots of good stuff on there. And also, um, it's where you can find this podcast and you can also find all, if you're a rambling Viking podcast listener and are familiar with my page, I'll post all the links. Um, you can also reach out to me directly, ramblingviking at gmail.com. And like I said, it's only positive comments here, but, uh, that's all i think that's all we've got and i want to thank everybody for listening i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast i make sure to like comment subscribe all that good stuff go check out me versus reality's page very interesting uh articles very well done uh works on anything and everything media related that you can think about and how it interacts and relates to our world so uh thanks for once for being willing to do another crossover i appreciate it yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, go and check out the Rambling Viking podcast as well. It's, uh, I think you're a good host, actually. It's usually interesting <laughs> stuff. So yeah, well, you should go you. check it out. Thanks so much. Uh, cheers, guys.